You got anything to say, Gabe? Hey guys, so this week we just wanted to talk. Yeah, I don't know if we'll end up leaving that in or not, but hope episode two isn't sucking for you so far. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So this week we wanted to tackle something that's kind of timely, um, and that's something I've seen a lot of people in the creative world freaking out about. And that's like, how do you adapt to something as unprecedented as a global pandemic? Like, how do you um, not only survive but maybe thrive in the midst of this, or be better for it um, on the other side of this? Um, so something we want to tackle this week is just adaptation in times of uncertainty, like. Yeah. You have that thing that you're going for. You have the thing that you're striving after. But what happens if you need to shift that a little bit to not only survive, but but grow through unprecedented circumstances? Yeah. Um, so I think let's let's take the tone slightly more serious this week. Um, hopefully, drop a few great dad jokes in there through the midst of Absolutely. it. But talk about thriving and uncertainty and and adaptation for creatives right now. Yeah. So well, and Gabe and I are coming from very different areas of the market of content creation and videography and production. Um, I have a pretty steady income from my work where I get to create content for counselors and clients uh, and actually have a backlog of editing that I need to do. So, um, and I'm paid hourly at my work right now. Gabe, your current situation is a lot different and I'll let you talk to that, but we're both experiencing a lot of that need to adapt and come up with like, okay, so if I'm stuck at home, how do I keep, you know, getting that bread? Yeah. How do you, and for you, Trevor, that might be sourdough for yep. me. That's my car payment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how is that sourdough looking by the way? You know, I it's the first time I've made it for like probably four, well, I don't, maybe 12 months since I started my master's. I've been kind of flaky on it because it's hard to take the time. Is that so, a bread pun? No, I don't think so. Flaky, fluffy. Oh, fish. maybe it was. Could have been a, that could have been yeah. a great opportunity. Unintentional dad joke. Oh, man. It's just, it's literally in your blood. It is totally okay. in my blood. Uh, so yeah, it, it turned out okay. I think we'll see. I'll talk about it in the next episode, how the bread went, I guess. That's like the side thing for this entire season. You're like, guys, I've been messing with Rise this week and I just can't tell you how phenomenally it's going. It, the, the unibrow show accidentally becomes a baking show. Making bread and getting bread. Hey, I love that. Okay, we're this definitely is, doing an episode. This could be like another great podcast. We're going to do that one. That that will be the next one we record today for sure. All right, pause real so, quick. A wild test appeared. A wild test. So, Gabe, uh, if you're comfortable with it, share a little bit about what your current circumstances are like and how it impacts, how COVID's impacting your professional thriving. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, I thought um, so far this year was set up to be like the the pretty much the best year yet. Um, I was on a long term documentary job working on a military base here in town, um, 
<clears throat> documenting some new program stuff that they were working on with like a great team of um, some really awesome creatives out of DC and then a, like a local documentary filmmaker here who was spearheading the crew um, and then a couple other guys um, and we were just ecstatic. We were like the full-time documentary team through potentially mid-May uh, working on this project and so a month into the three-month project uh, it all gets canned. And then as a result of that, um, or in the midst of that, all the other jobs I had for this year were primarily travel-based. And so all of those are now postponed as well. Yeah. So everything I have set up for the rest of the year is now on hold. Um, so that was a tremendous blow to the face. Um, but I think in the midst of that, uh, I became not disheartened. I was like, okay, this sucks. Like, yeah. But luckily, due to the way that all of this was built out and the rest of my year was built out, we have some cushion, good. which is good. So we have time to pivot, um, which is amazing. Like I normally scream till my face is blue when a client is net 90. I've never been more grateful for all the net 90 jobs I had in January where I'm like, oh, that works out. Like <laughs> no one's ever said thanks, yeah. net 90. But like right now I'm like, OK, cool. This like by the providence and grace of whatever you believe in, like, okay, we got some cushion here. Yeah. Um, which is the, like, thank God, man. Cause that's, that's saving our butts. But in the midst of that, I became really inspired as to just like, well, how do you, how do right. you like pivot in situations like this? Like what now we have the, these constraints, which I think you can either be tremendously discouraged by or encouraged by yeah. you're like, okay, now I can only work remotely. How creative can I get with this? Yeah. Um, well, and so something I've realized too is one of the best things for creativity is not open space, it's structure. And coming from, the, coming from the counselor side as well, like I've been producing a lot of content towards our client base on Facebook talking about how do you do quarantine well? How do you care for your emotional and mental health right now? And, and one thing that I keep noting over and over is that hum, humans crave structure. Yeah. We need structure from the time we're born to the day we die. We long for structure, even if sometimes it's really uncomfortable. And and I think creativity is very much the same way where we are most creative when we have uh, restrictions in structure. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, one of my favorite things about old sci-fi movies is that they didn't have a good budget. They didn't have CGI. They didn't have a lot of the things that sci-fi today relies on. And so Star Wars and Star Trek, they both had to be very clever about the props that they were using, um, what kind of filming techniques they're using. And even to this day, Lucasfilms is known for being, you know, forefront in new technology and coming up with new ways to do things. And they may not always hit it on the head. Sometimes they miss pretty badly. Um, but they're still trying to do things within their confines. And I think when we've seen them not do it well, is when they've had kind of carte blanche freedom to do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity, but I think it's one that almost all of us were unprepared for. Oh, totally. Totally. I don't think there's any way to prepare for this. I think on the other side, you can stand up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're currently zoom calling uh, for this episode. And, um, Gabe's wife came crawling into the underside of the screen. <laughs>
That was the best. That was the best. I'm sorry, Trevor just saw your head like creeping through the bottom of frame and was trying to like hold it out. <laughs> he says hi. We're both fired. Oh, we're both fired. Okay, that's the end of the Unibrow show. Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> you will never know how to be successful in adaptation. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Taking a moment. Yeah, tagging back to that, I love what you were saying about structure. Because I think one thing, my dad is not creative at all whatsoever. We are wired polar oppositely. And that was um, a source of contention of just learning how the other person is wired. But one of the things I've come to love that he always talked about was that all of creation has structure. Yeah. Um, and so if you need to create, find structure. Yeah. Um, which was, I, I did not click for me for a long time. Right, because it sounds um, it, opposing. It sounds completely opposing. I'm like, ugh, chaos. <laughs> like, uh, and then he was like, no, like, everything needs a system. Like, mm. to be able to create anomalies, you need to create normalcies. Ooh, um, that's good. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. Like, when that finally set in, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I think that's one of the best things you can apply to your creative life is like, Okay, if I want to create something like I haven't created before, <laughs> let me analyze all the systems that are currently running. Yeah. And either see how to create new systems, new structures, or like how to, like how do you tweak what already is running yeah. consistently? Um, that's the only way to create anomalies or something new. Um, and I think, too, that there's nothing new as well. We're just rearranging yeah, what is. Totally. Um, so find good structures. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so it sounds to me like our lowbrow idea for today is being a freelancer who only works remotely. <laughs> which well, that's essentially what you have to adapt for. <laughs> which, which sounds is, like a terrible idea. It's horrible. <laughs> it's such a bad idea. But like, how do we do it well? How do you, how do you freelance for clients without human contact? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, I mean, it's a bad idea, but it's also our current reality. And maybe by the time this comes up that uh, like out, this will change and we'll be able to have human contact again. But I think it is a good thought experiment too of like, okay, so we're in this situation how do we do this in a way that still gets us paid, gets our clients what they need? Because there's a lot of companies that are in dire need right now. Um, well, I think even looking past, so if we're if we're planning on releasing this kind of with the show launch the first week of April, yeah, everyone will still have a shelter in place order for True. you know at least another ten days, something like yeah. that. Um, but the the even larger thing is now that this has happened. The freelancers who survive this, which yeah. hopefully that's most, like yep. I, I really, I hope to God that people can make it through this. Um, everyone's gonna have to have a contingency plan now for global pandemics. Yeah, like that's just a way of life now. Of how do we function if we're stuck inside for a month again? Yeah, like that's just the way that freelancers are gonna have to be hardwired now, is yeah. with some sort of contingency plan or this will be their worst fear because they don't have one. Totally. Like the, there's only two options there. Um, so let's help people create a great contingency plan to thrive during the next global pandemic. Yeah. And I think it all depends on where you are in the market. Cause 
my freelance is very low, low mid-market. Um, and so I can get away with things like creating a training video on what lighting and camera angles and audio should be like, kind of some tips for a newbie and exactly what I'm asking for them and then have them take their iPhone 11, which is depressingly good as a freelancer mm-hmm. and um, have them record the content, upload it to me and then I edit it. Yeah, yeah. You, Gabe, don't have that option because of where you are in the mid-market. Well, I just might, you know. Oh, yeah? (laughs) No, it was funny. Like, one of the ways I was adapting this week, um, a client actually brought it to me. We were thinking the exact same thing, and he he beat me to the punch. Um, So I started running a special last week, and we can get to this, for lyric videos. I was like, hey. Oh, yeah. Previous clients, like, if you want me to make an additional lyric video for your album... I'll do it for, you know, essentially 50% off. Um, yeah. And I think I ran the special uh, with COVID-19. I had the idea of what can I offer for 190 bucks, 390 oh, nice. bucks, 490 bucks. <laughs> so lyric videos fell at the $390 mark because I'd normally do that for 800 to 1000 So I slashed it by like, you know, a little over 60%. Sure. It was like, okay, cool, great. Well, I would normally do those baseline at 800 Let's yeah. run them at 400 Let's make it 390 for the joke. Um, and so, yeah, I had a guy hit me up for that and I was like, okay, cool. This will take me about a day, 390 bucks for about a day of work. Totally. Great. great. Yeah. That sounds, that's great. That's totally livable. Um, well, and you uh, had mentioned something a while ago that se- seems pretty relevant. You had mentioned that your mentor had asked you what your time was worth exactly. and, and, and you had responded with your normal rate, but then he was like, well, if you're not working, then what's your time worth? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So if you're not exactly. doing work, your time is worth nothing. And so being able to maybe one adaptation is being a little bit creative with our prices. Uh, 100%. Or if your time is worth nothing now, how can you make it worth something? Like yeah. what What can you do to make your time valuable? I think that's the ultimate question is like if you have zero value right now, how can you create value for yourself? Yeah. Like that's, I think that's the only, that that's like the baseline response that you have to have when all of a sudden all of your ultra valuable luxurious time is worth jack, like, right. How, how can you create value? And I think that's, um, kind of the ultimate question I came to this week was like, how can, how can I create value for others? Yeah. Like, how can I make myself a resource yeah. when I'm stuck in my room? Like, <laughs> right. What? What value can I bring to others in the world and then create streams within that where you're like, okay, I could do this for someone. Let me find someone to do that for. Yeah. Um, Where I was like, okay, I don't really know how to do corporate explainer videos, but I've seen a lot of guys make a living off those. Yeah. Maybe I can throw out a few 30 second explainer videos while I learn how to do them for 190 bucks. Right. And so I, I think that's the next stage I've been racking my brain about is like, let me find a really good template that's like 30 bucks. Yeah. And then I'll spend a day learning how to do this and maybe make 100 or 200 bucks on the yeah. back end, depending on the length. And then the next one I can sell for a little bit more than that. And then the next one a little bit more than that. And maybe I can, if this goes on for a while, create a stream where I'm regurgitating these little explainer videos yeah, and hopefully get that down to a couple hours and maybe on the back end make 50 bucks an hour learning how to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, I see, 
I see a stream there potentially that's not my favorite. I'd rather do lyric videos for musicians. Let's price those up a little bit. I've right. done a few of those. And then, you know, you see where that mental stream goes of like, maybe I could learn to something, learn to do something while also monetizing that. Yeah. So I think it, you just have to work yourself into that mindset of finding valuable things to fill your time. Yeah. And I think another idea that I, I had uh, in this time, something that I'm, I'm actively working towards is the concept of B-roll plus. Uh, and depending on what your contracts look like, what your projects are, you may not be able to access all of your B-roll, but hopefully you have a library of B-roll and going through that to find your B-roll plus, the stuff that's actually good, cutting it down, putting it in a folder so that you have access to the good stuff in B-roll. The other thing is creating B-roll. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, you know, in a shelter in place, you're still allowed in most states to walk your dog, to go to the grocery store, things like I've that. I've been thinking along this exact same stream. Yeah. yeah. So like it's a lot of the times I get stuck in this thought where I cannot come up with good footage mm -hmm. around my house. <laughs> and, and it's only because my house is so commonplace to me. It's so normal. And my creativity kind of just goes into hibernation. But if I was to challenge myself, how can I make my studio look really cool in B-roll? Mm -hmm. What angles can I use? How can I purposely do this so that it's B-roll plus with the idea that I will be able to use this B-roll plus when I'm doing things for clients? Because there's a good chance that I could use my spouse or my dog or myself or people at the grocery store to create a video of B-roll and voiceover that the client wants or needs. Um, there's a lot of room for creating something that you'll use later on yep. or something that you could actually sell to a client right now. Yep, yep. Now I think even, so I, I have a slightly different situation because, you know, me and Tessa are living out in Black Forest now and that's still relatively unfamiliar. Yeah. But I was like, what if the next time we need to grab groceries, I just created a short film out of our drive to the grocery store? Totally. You know, like, or even tried to make that less abstract where I'm like, okay, I know that there's this field, this radio tower, yeah. this kind of cool bend in the trees on the way. I've never shot that before. That's footage I could just have in my reservoir. Right. Um, and so even we got hit by that like crazy blizzard last week and yeah. we were snowed in for a few days out here and I just built my camera package out, which is, you know, a, it's more time consuming than a DSLR, but also more right. rewarding in that. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to shoot all the snow for an hour today. Like these yep. kind of houses and trees out here, those are really interesting. I'll just get a long lens and roll on those at, you know, 60 frames. Um, and then, well, that guy's truck looks pretty interesting so i don't know even just forcing myself into that mindset of like how would i shoot this if i just wanted to shoot this like this is interesting right. i don't necessarily have any footage like this and so now i'm like oh what am i going to do with this this is interesting so i found myself getting a little inspired last night and like oh i did download this sound pack that could be interesting to play with this yeah maybe i could create like a little short out of this just just to do it like i think yeah. it's it's important to find those things as well um and not lose that spark of like oh this is interesting like let's yeah. explore that a little bit i think that's a tremendous part of creative health during this um as well as just 
you have to adapt. You never know when someone will be like, hey, I need a video with this. And you're like, I shot that. Cool. Yeah. I That's have in that. my B-roll plus uh, file. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like a couple other thoughts that I have too are it's really easy to compile assets from others depending on your ability to audio engineer or edit other people's footage. Mm-hmm. Um, that may actually be a really good challenge for you as well. Yep. But if you're able to say, hey, client, I know that you want to create something that essentially says that you're still in business, even in COVID-19, or uh, let's go with that for, for a second. So client is just a company that's still trying to stay in business, maybe a restaurant or a game store or something like that. And being able to say, hey, I've actually been collecting a lot of B-roll footage of isolation and the the day-to-day of COVID-19 in some really creative ways. Would you like to create a short video? And we could either use your copy or I can put it together. We can use your voice or I can get a voice actor to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And we'll put it together. And now where you are is now you're just doing editing because you already have the B-roll plus, you've already put in some of this effort and then you reached out to your client and you said, hey, I know that you're struggling, how can I support you? Is this a way that I can support you? That's really important too, especially, you know, again, as the counselor, whenever we talk to somebody who's grieving, we always say, how can I help you? And that's not the right response. The way that we should be responding is, can I do this for you? Yeah. And I think with our clients being able to use some of that as well of, hey, Petri's Family Games, can I do this for you? Yeah. Uh, and then putting it together and sending it to them. And it won't take very long because you've already done some of this work, some of the thinking. And now you've made your time worth something. Yeah. And it may be something that you would have never done outside of quarantine. Yep. Yeah. I think it's, again, going back to that, like, how can I provide value? How can I make yes. my time valuable? And how can I provide value to someone else? Yeah. Like, how can I provide value to you know, this may cause you to adapt and be like, I can't provide value to my normal client base, but as I'm brainstorming, I see these five businesses, these five individuals, these five other freelancers that I can provide value to. Um, Andrew Bowman messaged me the other day for, for our friends who aren't following him or don't know. He's, uh, one of our friends from back in the day who's in a phenomenal graphic designer and yeah. kind of graphic artist um, out of Michigan now. And he's he designed just messaged, almost all my logos. Yeah, yeah. And so he just messaged me and was like, can I just make you a shirt uh, that you could potentially sell or it's themed out of your art, uh, your work? Can I just make you a shirt that you could put up for sale on Printful or something like that? And maybe that could provide a little bit of insulary income for you. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like amazing. But he found a way to provide value with the time he had on his hands now. Um, And so I'm like, that is going to be what's going to make us survive this collectively is being like, you know what? I could make something for you. I could add to what you're doing right now in some way. Um, I think if you're looking at your favorite coffee shop, there's probably a way you could provide value. I've been racking my brain about like, what could I make for places like Loyal or, yeah. or you know, the other places that I frequent? Um, and I ended up making a flyer this week for my friend who catered my wedding. And now he's having to change his business model because restaurants yeah. shut down, you know. Um, and so I ended up making him a flyer so he could hawk pretzels door to door, slap it on the side of his van at the grocery store, whatever. Like just 
go rogue with it and like yeah. survive. <laughs> but I think there's tremendous, tremendous infinite outlets for freelancers to be able to provide value to yeah. other people in their community. And that'll keep all of us afloat. Yeah. And okay. Again, the counselor in me comes out. We're in a moment of a lot of despair. We're in a moment where there's a lot of uncertainty, where everyone is kind of feeling the strain of what does this mean for me after? And one of the beautiful things that we get to do as freelancers is to offer normalcy in the after. And mm -hmm. what that looks like is saying, hey, client, I know that things are really weird right now. I'm putting together a few thoughts uh, for how we can launch you really well as soon as we get back to normal. Mm. Uh, here, here's some of my thoughts. Just let me know if you're interested. I'm going to, and if you want to block off that time, uh, where I know day one of us off of quarantine, you're, you and I are shooting. And then mm. if you have that book, then you say day two, I already have day one booked, but day two is all you, um, kind of scheduling your time. What that does is one, it allows you to go back to some normalcy once things are back to whatever the new normal is. And it offers hope to your clients as well that there's somebody who is actively thinking about what this looks like afterwards yeah. and believes that your company is going to make it through this. Yeah. Because if I come to if I was to come to Storyteller and say, "Hey, uh, here's some of the ideas I want to collaborate on you with you on for as soon as we get back into th the groove of things." Um, because I know that you're going to stick it out. I know that you're going to make it through. I know that you're valuable to this community. Uh, are you interested in talking about some of these things? And we can tentatively set things up for as soon as we get back into a, a non-quarantine, a non-shelter in place, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, th there's a lot of hope in that. And you've already booked things for after the quarantine's lifted. Yeah, I think just... I mean, even going way deeper than normal here, when things change, it's so easy to only be able to keep your eyes on the present and only be like, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. And this sucks. But you have to be able to kind of keep your eyes set farther down the road and be like, okay, can I get through today? Yeah. Can I get through tomorrow? Yeah. You know, and even if you can only get through today, look at tomorrow be like okay great we're through today i'm not gonna keep panicking about today right there's nothing i here are the set of variables i have w what is the best outcome here okay i have to stop only thinking about these variables in my hands right now but what can i control down here what can i play a hand in controlling for a week from now yeah. Let's keep our focus there, you know, and and not get locked on like, oh man, today's cards really suck. Like <laughs> Sure. I yeah. I can't make a very good hand right now, but you know what? Like down the road, I can start doing some things that will set us up for success later after we're out of this. I think that that mindset is so necessary and so important of like, okay, you know what? Like I've made the best of what I can do right here. But I can start doing some things to set us up for an even better thing as soon as we're out of Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Um, because I've been trying to think that way of like, okay, what can I, what can I start preparing and pitching on to add value on the other side of this, like for others? Like, I've got a pretty good idea of how this is going to play out for the next few weeks. 
Yeah. But I can start thinking about like April and like, okay, there's some some really great things that we could try to set into motion to set us up for an even better April for an even yeah. better May. You know, um, I, th- I think that advent of having so much time now is that you have a lot of time to dream and yeah. think about how, you know, what does that day one out of quarantine look like? What does that day two out of isolation look like? What is that first week at isolation? Like, like keep dreaming, keep writing stuff, keep, thinking about what you're going to fill your time with then and actively go after those things. Yeah. And take heart. This won't last forever. Yeah. We're going to get through this. And uh, I think there's a lot of room for us to take advantage of this time and be better for this experience rather than seeing it as a devastation. Um, Creatives live on structure and restriction. We can do some really amazing things with limited Uh, with limitations in general. And this is a great time to explore some of the things you may not have done before that Mm -hmm. you've been interested in. Uh, It may be a great time to connect with the other creatives. If you want to connect with Gabe and I, probably the best way to do that would be Facebook. Um, And we'd love to be able to chit chat with you and kind of discuss like, what are some of the things you're working on right now? Um, And yeah, so, and, and just, keep going. That's our, my biggest encouragement to you is just keep going. Uh, don't give up. Don't give in to the anxiety and the pressure. Uh, all of those things are very real uh, and they are very meaningful, but they don't have to rule every minute of your day. You can still have some really beautiful moments when you're in the flow of creativity when you're in the flow of new ideas and big dreams. And those are the moments that I want to encourage you to seize on, uh, not the moments when you're panicked. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, like um, just to tag on to that, like, especially in times like these, like don't let anxiety or fear have the last word. Like, yeah, you just, you can't dwell on things that don't speak to the entire situation. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important to remember is like those things can feel like the only voices, but there are others. There are greater voices. Sometimes they just speak quieter and you really have to meditate on those and listen. Um, And I would encourage anyone to journal during this time too. like just stay stay in touch and stay present, especially with the good that's happening in the midst of this. You know what? Like today really sucked. The news was really dark, but it was 60 degrees. I went for a walk and I came up with this cool idea for as soon as we're out of this and like, dwell, keep up, keep a firm log and a firm foot and all the good happening during this. And it will be great for your health your business your life your wife your dog your neighbor like everyone (laughs) and thanks for joining us on the unibrow show this was a little bit of a different episode it was important uh for us to be able to have this conversation so we hope that you continue to join us in the weeks ahead uh and that you um look forward as we do to the new normal where we're not just conversating over zoom with uh lives crawling in the corner of the image (laughs) or dogs running in or interruptions with bread (laughs) we'll be back with all the normalcy someday go and get that bread guys